Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This week on Jordan and Jake. I never in my wildest dreams thought we I'd be discussing uh, this at the beginning of a podcast. Today, <laughs> tomorrow, next week, next year, or for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. Terrell Suggs going to be out there for the Chiefs. The guy was in my draft class. I mean, he's so old. I don't know how he's still out there playing. But, I mean, what a cool story for him to end up on the Chiefs, potentially end his career in the Super Bowl. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Well, hey, Panther World. Welcome to Super Bowl edition of the Jordan Jake podcast. And unfortunately, the Panthers are not participating this year, but something tells me next few years, Panther fans, you know, maybe keep the end of January, early February open. But uh, with my good friend, Jake DeLome, as always, and Jake, I got to say, I thought I was going to be late today to start our show. We scheduled it. It's on the clock. You and I are always ready, like clockwork. I sat down at my little station, my computer, my notes, everything was ready to go. I'm home alone with my three-year-old, Boone. I'm ready to call in. Boone says, Daddy, I got to go poo. Right before I'm clocking in, Jake. Right before. And (laughs) what am I going to tell the guy? You know, no, you can't. So we run downstairs. He takes care of business. And he's three, Jake. And what happens... As a father, and you know, I, I'm sharing this story because with the Kobe Bryant situation, you know, this week, Kobe and his fatherhood, you know, that's what I want to focus on is his fatherhood role and the way he inspired people with that is great. And as a dad, myself, one daughter, you have two, when the kids need something, they need it. And boom, you know, I needed to be on the radio or, or to talk to you and do this podcast but he had to poo and if he doesn't have my assistance jake throughout the end process which is critical whenever you're pooing he ends up with as he puts it sparkles in his bum he gets sparkles well, in his bum if no one's there to watch jake and you don't want to have a three-year-old oh. with sparkles in their bum running around the house that doesn't make for good podcasting jake no, it doesn't. And I'll be very honest <laughs> with you, Jordan. I never in my wildest dreams thought 
we I'd be discussing uh, this at the beginning of a podcast today, <laughs> tomorrow, next week, next year, or for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. You know me better than that, Jake. Nothing's off the table, especially sparkles off in the your table. bum. Nobody wants yeah, sparkles I, in their bum, Jake. And I've, I've never heard that, that phrase <laughs> in my life. So I have gotten better today. I have learned something new. There you um, go. And I will, I will use that at some point. When and where, yeah. I'm not sure, but I will use it at some point. Well, hopefully at your stage in life, you've figured out the process well enough to not have sparkles in your bum, but it's a good one to throw out there if the situation calls for it, especially coaching kids. And Jake, I want to, I want to get your, your statement on fatherhood and fathers of daughters because you've got two wonderful daughters. You're incredibly committed. And, and as I said earlier, with Kobe passing away and all the people on that helicopter, I know at this point in time, as fast as the world moves, it's a little bit of older news being a week old almost. But Jake, talk about how valuable it is for you to, to be around your daughters, be around their peers, and that, just what that relationship means. Well, I don't think there's any price tag known to man you could put on that. And that's something that um, I've been obviously blessed, to say the least, um, to be able to, you know, play a child's game. And, you know, it's provided um, a great life for me and my wife and, and our family and give me an opportunity to be around the kids, especially now in retired life um, from football, uh, to be involved, uh, to not miss a soccer game when they were r real young, to now not missing, you know, I feel like I'm in a basketball gym every night of the week, a uh, basketball game or, or coaching them um, in fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And it's just, there's nothing better. There's nothing, there's nothing more rewarding to watch your child go and, I think the biggest thing I know is just the lessons that sports to me has taught us and what it's provided for us. And, and, and my daughters are not going to be professional athletes and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, like the, the whole teamwork, commitment, perseverance, um, the good, the bad, and it's just the life lessons that I know sports has taught me. And I had both parents very active in my life and, I feel very blessed and, and, and Carrie and I are so active and I'm around and I'm not missing anything and I'm able to coach and able to teach lessons and the lessons you teach, the good, the bad games. Um, it's just, you, it's, it's priceless. And we were eating lunch Sunday, uh, Carrie and I and both girls. And I had a alert on my Apple watch, you know, and I just looked at it and I was, like stunned, floored, flabbergasted. Um, and I remember Carrie and Lauren both said, what's wrong? And I both said it and we all just, we stopped. We were just in shock. And just to think about not only, you know, Kobe and his daughter, but the other families on there and their daughters and they're going to a basketball game and you wake up on a Sunday morning and how excited you are. I know as a father to go watch your child participate in anything that doesn't have to be a sporting event. Um, and just to know how precious life is. So very, um, very terrible news, tragic news. And you could just pray for the family in their, in their time of recovery right now. Yeah, exactly right, Jake. And I express those same sentiments towards that tragedy. Uh, speaking though, you know, we, we'll move on. There's a lot of Super Bowl stuff to talk about, but I just, while, while the subject of fatherhood is in the spotlight, I wanted to let you and I both 
get to speak on it a bit. And I think about, you said you have time for things, you have time to be there, time for all that. But Jake, you're, I mean, honestly, you're a busy guy. You've got your horse business, you've, you work uh, on the board of a bank, you've got other business ventures you've got going on down there in your home area uh, in Louisiana, you do the, the Panther work. And, and we're just generally busy as people these days, right? You said you had an Apple Watch alert, like the watch you wear distracts you, right? And as a father, that's, I think the biggest thing we can give our kids is just our attention, right? And it's not about being perfect all the time. And it's not about always having the right TV uh, message to deliver when your kid's confused or frustrated or going through social situations in school. It's just being available. And I know I catch that a lot with my daughter, Rainy, who's 10 right now. And she'll say, will you read me a story tonight? And honestly, a lot of nights I'm feeling like I'd just rather go take my shower and get done with the day, right? And I got to check myself. No, you've got time. This is more important. She needs this. She needs that contact with her dad laying next to her or with her mom laying next to her in the bed, you know? And that would be my thing to just encourage everybody that's listening to this that is a parented kid of any age, boy or girl, is creating the time for those kids and because they'll let you know when they need it and, and having your ears open to hear that request is is really what it's all about so that's the end of that for me jake senior or excuse me super bowl this week senior bowl was last week we already covered that super bowl this week um chiefs niners you know we got to do a pick i'm sure just because that's the business we're in by the end of this show but let's talk about what the super bowl's like jake i know we were both there in 03 i got to cover it for the team in 15 and it changed a lot between um, those two super bowl experiences but let's rehash some of the 03 Super Bowl stuff, Jake. I've got a couple stories to share, but I know that that was just such a whirlwind season for us. And before we knew it, we were in Houston in the biggest game in the world. What was that like for you as a quarterback getting ready for that game, Jake? You know, Jordan, I don't think I, – I think we all tried to prepare for everything leading up to it. And we knew uh, as the season went on or as the playoffs went on, the locker room got busier and busier. Um, and then beating Philadelphia – the Sunday night, flying home, it's what, one, two in the morning, and all the wives are waiting for us back at the stadium along with thousands and thousands of Panther fans. And it was just, okay, this is it. I mean, you, you just, you could sense it. And I don't know if you recall, but we had two guys talk to us, Jermaine Wiggins, who had played in the Super Bowl with New England, and Ricky Prohl. And they just discussed, hey, try to get everything done the week prior uh, of leaving. Get all your tickets done, your requests. Uh, and, and the big thing leading up to the week is that you got to – it's a business trip, and, and Coach Fox would bang that in our head, and I think we all knew that. But I, the one thing that stood out to me was Ricky Prohl talking to us. He said, guys, when we warm up for the game, he said, you're going to feel like you've never felt before. You have to control your emotions as much as you can. Don't do too much in warm-ups because your heart is going to be just going a 1,000 miles an hour and, and Ricky said, my first Super Bowl I, pl I played in, he said, I, I could tell myself, Ricky, slow down. You have to slow down warming up. And that was something that I realized when we went out to warm up for the game. Um, I went out early to do my, my little throwing routine before we went out as a team to warm up. And you could just feel it. My spine's tingling and the atmosphere was so electric. And it was just, I remember telling myself, okay, just listen to what Ricky said. Just stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. Don't try to do too much. And that's something that you just can't – you can't explain to people, um, 
you're at the pinnacle of your career. No matter what, win or lose this game, the season's over, and it's going to be the greatest achievement you've ever achieved in your life. And that's your mindset because you're not thinking about the other side of it if you're on the on the losing end. Um, so those are the things I remember. And then, Jordan, I remember the day of the Sunday morning. It's snowing in Charlotte. I left three hours early to drive six miles because I didn't – just to make sure I wasn't late. Landing um, – in Houston, going out to dinner the Sunday and Monday with the guys, and then in the hotel, uh, just everything about it, uh, from the practices to the walkthroughs to leaving the night before to go stay at a remote location to the drive to the game, the smell of the stadium, just I can go back and recall it so much. And it, those memories, they stay with you for a lifetime. And there's many stories that I'm sure I'll, I'll allude to in a second, but th that to me is when I, it's all encompassing the Super Bowl in my mind when I think of that. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. And I, I got a couple of stories for me that have nothing to do with the game. I don't remember a ton of the game except for two things. One, uh, Chris Mangum and I, we were running a rollout to the right. And Chris Mangum and I somehow let Willie McGinnis come right between us. And he almost sacked you on like our own three-yard line. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. They uh... And somehow you got away. You could never get away from anyone. And you got – and I just remember thinking, oh, thank God. Who wants to give up a sack during the Super Bowl? Woo. Well, so, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I do remember that in particular. And I think I was able to throw the ball away. Uh, you did. I didn't try to berate you after that. No, you were good. And I was a stupid rookie, so I have no idea of the significance of this game in general. I was only worried about giving up a sack. Third down. Six to go, Carolina at their 14. Here's DeLome in the pocket, rolls to his right, pumps once, scrambles in trouble. Nope, he avoids the sack, and now he's going to throw it away, and he was outside the pocket, and then hammered to the turf by Ty Warren, number 94, no flag. And the Panthers again will have to punt the football, and no one's getting open. And then down on the goal line, Ricky Prohl's touchdown. I didn't block Willie McGinnis again. I missed a squeeze call out of Kevin Donnelly, meaning I was supposed to block down instead of blocking out to the end. I was supposed to block down. And he came through scot-free, and thank God you could make a play. You threw a touchdown pass. No one even knows the difference. So I owe you a no, couple of years after all that, Jay. Good job. Well, I appreciate it, and I'll be honest with you. That, <laughs> that play sticks in my head because it's 72 Reno. And I yep. could see it from the beginning. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, got, I have Ricky for a touchdown. He's going to kill this guy. And I'm watching Teddy Bruschi because if 54 comes, I'm hot. Well, I'm eyeballing him, and he's starting to come. And next thing you know, here comes William McGinnis. And if you've yeah, ever seen him in person, he, he uh, yeah, he's not small. Fault. And his no. arms can reach from here to Charlotte. So it Maybe was, that's uh, why I didn't want to block him because he's so big and scared. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Jake, you handle that. You're the quarterback. You got it. It's third and eight. Panthers go without a huddle. Shotgun formation. DeLome is ready. He's got the ball and back to throw. Looks, floats it in the end zone. Wide open. Touchdown, Carolina! Ricky Prohl! Unbelievable! Yes. And he was wide open. And let's kick the extra point. <laughs> The eye-opening, the eye-opening moment for me at the super or of that experience was our meeting. I'll never, I remember. I, a lot of times in meetings, Jake, you know me. I'm kind of a hyper guy. I don't pay that close attention sometimes in like stat team meetings about schedule and things like that, right? Because they, 
they'd tell us a hundred times the schedule. We'd get 15 different itineraries in our locker. And in general, if you just kind of followed the masses, you'd end up where you needed to be. But I remember the meeting, the logistics meeting for the Super Bowl, and we got like a booklet that said where we were team hotel, family hotel, because they didn't want the family staying with us the week of the Super Bowl while we were down there so we wouldn't be distracted. And here's how many tickets you'll get, and here's how many flight or tickets we'll pay for for families. And Mr. Richardson flew a whole other plane down for our families. I just remember looking at that going, oh my God, we're going to the Super Bowl. You know, and this was after we'd won the championship, NFC Championship. And we obviously knew we were going, but when you're having to now, all right, you get 15 tickets. Who are the 15 most important people in your life? Basically, it's like a time when you have to make a list, you know, of, all right, well, I probably better put this person in So I ended up giving uh, some of my tickets away to Kevin Donnelly because it was ended up being what was his last game ever. And so I, I took care of my wife's family and my family. So some of my high school buddies drove down because, you know, they're high school buddies in the Super Bowl. They're going. So they had to get scalper tickets. They bought and they ended up buying three of my buddies went down. They ended up buying them from some guy on the street, which is a real safe way to do it in 2003, you know. Two of the t- and they paid, you know, twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars for these tickets. Two of the tickets were real, and one of them was a fake. So one of my poor buddies oh. paid three thousand dollars to get kicked out of the stadium line and watch it at a nearby bar. He was pissed. It was. <laughs> oh my gosh! I probably should have gotten them some, but that moment, that moment was was like we're going right. Another moment. The, the week's just crazy, as you said, and there's just so many different distractions and you're in a hotel for a week and it's just a it's a different setup but there was one moment and it was me and you and you probably remember this me and you bruce nelson who was a rookie o-lineman that year as well ricky prohl and matt willig and jc felder who was the security guard for years (laughs) and we were in the lobby and we were all i remember we were all in like our slicks like our uh, travel you know, warm-ups, we're going some to some team event. I don't even know what it was. But we just happened to be sitting in one of the lobby, you know, the, the lobby living room setups they have in hotel lobbies. And for some reason, we had like 20 minutes to kill. And there was nobody around. And it was the only time that whole week I remember where there was just like an intimacy with the guys and nobody was pulling at us. And I, I actually have some pictures. I had a camera and I took pictures of that moment. And I have those. And it for some reason, I'll just, I, I just appreciated that feeling so much because the rest of the week just felt, felt so foreign. There was no time to just be with the guys. And that was one little thing I'll, I'll remember forever. But then the last one for me is media day, right? So our media day was at the stadium on the field, like on the sideline. You remember that? And there, and you guys, yes. you were in the booth and Moose was in a booth. And I think Pep was in a booth or, or was it Buckner? It might have been Buckner. Brinson Buckner was in a booth. And I was just kind of walking around. And I remember thinking that there was a lot of coverage, right? Because there was people from other countries and all that. Jake, I was working with the team when we went in 15. And I was able to go to what was then called Media Day is now called Opening Night. Yes. Oh, my God. It is, it's an event in and of itself. So the, the transformation that the NFL has made with media coverage and exposure and – I. Coach Rivera's family, our, our media night was where the San Jose Sharks played, right, when we were there in 15. Yeah. Coach Rivera's family was there in a suite, in a catered suite, watching opening night. 
aka media day it was just amazing the coverage that is happening now and all the former players that were there and quite an event but but what the super bowl uh, experience is for players now as much as we thought we, it was distracting there was a lot going on jake it's it's tenfold that and i don't know how the guys it'll be interesting to see what this matchup this week because both of these teams are not thick with experience super bowl experience there's just a couple guys on each team with experience with it and it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams handle handle the pressures of the super bowl how do you see this week playing out jake for the the niners and the chiefs all the way down in miami do you have a pick for us how do you think the game's gonna go well you know listen I, the game, to me, I think San Fran has the better football team. I truly believe that. I think they're the better football team. But, man, they have a unicorn that plays quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs that, you know, he's a unicorn because, to me, he's not real. The, the plays that he can make, <laughs> the off-schedule throws, the arm-angle throws, the rocket that he has to on his arm, I just – this guy, I think he can make a play at any time. But I think San Fran's the better overall football team. So, if I had to pick, I think the two best teams are playing, which is fantastic. That's what you want. But if I had to pick either way, it would definitely be lead, leaning toward the 49ers. Uh, I just think they're the better overall football team. Um, and I just think they can do some things. If they can get home with four guys to Mahomes. Yeah. I think with their four guys, if they're healthy up front, which it looks – all indications are pointing that way. I believe that they can um, – they definitely can uh, do some good things against Mahomes and getting pressure with four guys and kind of play with some zone eyes behind it on defense so Mahomes can't make these plays. But, like I, like I said, I don't call too many quarterbacks a unicorn. I don't know if I ever have. But I just, I just think – I just – I don't think he's real the way he plays. I think he's that, he's that, he's that good. Well, he's definitely unusual, and but I don't know if he could get away from Willie McGinnis unblocked two times in one Super Bowl, Jake. There's only one guy that could do that. So well, nicely well, done. Well, thanks. Yeah, this game, um, I would have to say the Niners as well, and it would not surprise me if the Chiefs won. So that's a terrible prediction, but I would go for the Niners. I'm probably rooting for them as well, just being the NFC team. And I'm a big fan of Joe Staley, their left tackle. And for me, being an O lineman and a, a football o-line d-line nerd that's what i watch mostly when i watch the games this is a dream game for me to watch with good tackles good o-line play really on both teams but especially the tackles i mean all pro caliber tackles on both teams and uh awesome defensive ends defensive linemen terrell suggs gonna be out there for the chiefs the guy was in my draft class i mean he's so old i don't know how he's still out there playing but i mean what a cool story for him to end up on the chiefs potentially end his career in the Super Bowl, you know, if I, it would make sense for that to happen. So I, I, I agree. I'm going to go with the Chiefs and a lot – or the Niners, excuse me, and a lot of attentions put on the Niners D-line. But the Chris Jones, the interior guy for the Chiefs, is really tough to block, and that could cause a lot of problems in that Niners run game. So I, I'm just excited to watch it. My plans, I want to hear what you got planned. Uh, my Super Bowl plans is I don't like going to Super Bowl parties because I like actually watching the game. So we're not having any, but actually I might have one buddy over. We'll see. That's still, I got to get the RSVP back. He's an o, o lineman from the played at University of Montana. He might come over and watch. Well, I like to keep it quiet so I can watch the game and enjoy it and, and really see, you know, how the, the ins and outs of the game unfolded. And when you're at a party, everybody's talking. You can't see anything. You end up eating too many nachos in any ways. That's not my style. 
Well, I'm, I'm like you, Jordan. I, I will refuse to go to any Super Bowl party. I watch it at the house and on the couch, and it is football, and that's it. I mean, we're watching it. Um, I just think we – I say we as a family. You know, Lauren was 13 months old, so obviously she didn't remember, and Lindsay wasn't even a twinkle in Carrie and I's eye at the time. But we just – Carrie and I appreciated that time so much, and we just know the emotions that – both teams and families are going through. So just love sitting and watching it and um, and just hoping for a good football game and hoping sir, for some good commercials. But one thing yeah. I will say in talking about the game, I re- just the emotions. Jordan, when we ran out as a team, because we ran out together as a team, I can remember grown men crying as we're waiting to go out, just the emotions <laughs> coming out of us. And then not only that, if you recall what John Fox did, which I thought was great, he asked the NFL because there's 53 guys on the roster, okay? So 46 get a uniform on Sunday and you have the inactives. Well, Coach Fox asked the NFL, hey, any chance I could have all my guys at least dress out for warm-ups? I'm going to give you my inactives just so they could at least warm up in their uniform at the Super Bowl. Well, the NFL said yes. So we had a tight end we picked up in December. Marco Battaglia, and he was in his yeah. like seventh or eighth year from Rutgers, a New Jersey guy, very, very witty. And Marco was just – everybody loved him. He was only there for like six, seven weeks, but everybody just loved him. He was full of life, very funny. Well, we're warming up, and we do pat and go, where the quarterbacks, we stand 30 yards away from each other, and there's a line of receivers on, on either side of us, and we pat the ball, they take off, and you just throw little fades. And it's just kind of a warm-up. Well, Marco's in his uniform, and he looks at me, and he goes, hey. He said, throw mine deep. I said, do what? He said, just put some air underneath it. He said, I'm diving because we were in all white. I said, what? He said, I'm diving to catch this ball. I'm getting grass stains on my uniform because I'm keeping it, (laughs) and I have grass stains from a Super Bowl. So sure enough, I let it go. All-out Superman dive. Didn't even attempt to catch the football. Just wanted to get grass stains all over his uh, uniform to say. And then he came up to me and hugged me after that. Those are the little things you remember. That's like awesome. something that's just so, so small. And you just, you think about what, what that time means. And this is the honest truth. I got a text two hours ago from one Ted Cruz, former Panther PR person yeah. who was with us in the Super Bowl for many years. He is the head PR guy for the Chiefs. I got a picture a little while ago of Matt Moore sitting at a table getting interviewed with the Super Bowl logo behind it because Matt Moore is the backup quarterback for the Chiefs. So it just – if deep down inside I had to choose a team to win, I guess I'm rooting for the Chiefs so Ted can get him a Super Bowl ring and our guy Matt Moore can get him one. So just little yeah. things like that. You just remember – Now I, f- you know, yeah, now I feel kind of bad for saying I rooted for the Niners because of those two. I forgot. But, hey – Thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on, on parenthood, Jake. I, I really appreciate that. It's near and dear to your heart and mine. Uh, good luck watching the Super Bowl in silence. And honestly, I wonder if some of those guys you mentioned in the, in the uh, coming out of the tunnel before the game were crying because they maybe had sparkles in their mouth. You just never know, Jake. Oh That's gosh. what it could oh be. All right. We'll see you next week, buddy. Take care. Have a great Super Bowl. Wow, <laughs>